be the episode that fart master magoo comes out <laughs> oh good <laughs> thank goodness thank god i started thank recording in god, that moment you started recording mm. Mm. you mm. knew you knew deep down 50 worst dates featuring fart master magoo <laughs> So hey guys, welcome hey. back to our channel. Love that. <laughs> hello, hello. My name's Amanda. I'm Katie, and this is the sound of me cross stitching. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say this is the sound of me crying, and I was like, damn, we go in there. <laughs> damn, we're getting deep fast. <laughs> deep end. No, I'm just I my happy ending spoiler alert is that I ordered three inch embroidery hoops. And they're teeny, teeny, tiny, and oh. they're so cute. Can and I'm putting stuff in them. Can you and make? I'm excited about can you it. make me something? Yeah. What do oh. you want? Surprise me. I literally made you something to give your partner for Christmas, and you haven't paid me for it. So. Um, oh my god! I thought I did. I don't think you did, but it's really fine. I don't really care. I have been called the fuck out, y'all. I, I genuinely don't care, but like, I want him to know that it's from me. Oh, he does. <laughs> You're not going to pay for it. It's from me. I thought I did. It's no. okay because I I let my partner take something and I was like, oh yeah, just pay me for it. And he still hasn't paid me for it. We like have sex. So guys, I've been called out. It's okay. I owe you for the hotel anyway. So I'll just tack on the 20 yeah. bucks. Guys, we're going to Europe. It's going to be lit. Yeah. Lit. Wild. <clears throat> lit. Well, hello. How you doing? You know, my like lower half hurts. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I can understand that, knowing what you've been through. I don't know <laughs> if you want to release that to the public. Oh, Amanda was still a little sick this week. Yeah, I spent my Monday in the hospital, but not work related. Um, I was the baby. <laughs> not normal. <laughs> yeah, no, stuff. and it wasn't even my hospital. Um. <laughs> uh. Yeah. You know. My ovaries, also, fun fact, I did not know that ovaries were the size of an almond. Amazing. Mm -hmm. I thought that they were bigger. They're so tiny. They're so teeny tiny. But anyway, I've got a cyst or multiple on them. I don't know. There's there's <laughs> at least one, and it hurts. Enough to, that it hurts. <laughs> so, you know, it is what it is. Welcome to my life. <laughs> I would, yeah, welcome to being a woman. I was told last week that I had very nice teeth, and I made a comment about, yay, at least one part of my health is going really well. And then, like, three days later. <laughs> and your body heard that and was like, you know what? Fuck you. Yes, it was. And it said, you know what? We'll show you. And I said, oh, okay. <laughs> but... How does it feel to be bullied by your own body? You know, I live with it literally every day of my life. So at this point, I'm used to it. Fair enough. Fair. It's kind of like when, it's kind of like when you just, you, you have the cash ready to give the bully. Mm. You know, every day you're like, please don't beat me up. Just like take just, the money and go. Just bill my insurance and go. <laughs> so, except, you know, <laughs> fucking... Healthcare professionals don't know how to properly bill insurance, and then I get full bills oh, for good. too too much money, and I'm like, no, thank oh, you. Oh, good, yay! But cheers, cheers to, that. to that. Cheers to 
we're actually not talking about those kind of lady issues this week. But now it's thinking it's <laughs> making not? me think that we should at some point. True. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. We're talking more like everybody issues, but like also what is a lady? Who knows? That's a yeah, What's that's a, a that's lady? a good question. That's not even a song, but it should be. <laughs> it is it now. Is now. <laughs> Is this a podcast, a musical podcast? Who knows? Oh, Probably it's, both. It's a variety show. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a cabaret. I'll Ooh. sing my tunes. I'll I'll tell you some jokes. Isn't that like a musical with Liza yeah. Minnelli? Mm. Isn't Liza Minnelli like Judy Garland's daughter? Yes, and she sings Maybe wow. This Time, which is one of my audition songs of choice. Yeah. Of course but it is. We we prefer actually the Christian Chenoweth maybe this time from Glee cuz I grew up in the 2000s. Can we talk about how it sounds like my upstairs neighbor is just wrestling someone right maybe now? Maybe they have like a know. WWE match up there. <laughs> WWE Wednesdays. Rocky agrees. I know Rocky does Shake agree, your collar. Do you just... agree, baby? <laughs> I hate it. They're so loud. They just got a lot. Maybe they have like really thick work boots on at all times. And they just really <laughs> enjoy loud know. late night vacuuming and wrestling. Those are their interests. <laughs> I hate it. It, it really kills no, your like hate your upstairs neighbor. <laughs> it really does. I'm like enjoying my time. And then at 530 in the morning, their like lawnmower goes oh, off God. in their living room. Please no. That happened the first day. That I moved in. I don't think they realized they had downstairs neighbors, but also who vacuums at 530 in the morning. Satan. Someone explain it. My only solution is that he is a murderer. Yeah, he was definitely like soaking up some blood or something. <laughs> That's what was going on. That's... He had murdered someone the night before and was like, I gotta get a head start on cleaning up all this. <laughs> he, was shampoo- he was shampooing his carpet. Yeah, like early morning <laughs> shampooing a carpet before anyone would notice. If you hear a big thud on the ground, it's clearly a body dropping. Like, we're connecting the dots. St. Louis Police Department, we have a a lead. (laughs) On what? I don't know. Who knows? Is this a crime podcast? I don't know. What is this? Maybe. It's a cabaret, crime, joke, lady problem podcast. That's what 50 (laughs) worst is. Which is not inaccurate if we're being honest. True, where we sometimes add in life advice and dating yeah, advice. it's just a lifestyle. I was thinking about that today because I was like, oh, we really just have a lifestyle podcast, not like a dating podcast. We talk about dating, but like talk about everything. So like what would the dates be? True. Do we just have like really bad days that we could talk about? Like, is March 14th really bad? And then I was like, why does March 14th come to mind? And I was like, oh, that was a whole Fairly Odd Parents episode. Thank you, Brain, for reminding me of that. <laughs> incredible that's that's what my actual train of thought looks like on the bus that and why is this guy i knew from college uh meditating literally walked on the bus this morning and the back row middle seat you can see him it's like you're walking down the aisle to be married and this guy i like knew and he's like meditating he was like eyes closed airpods in arms at either side chest open in the middle seat of the bus (laughs) And maybe he was no he sat there like that for like two minutes and then like sat up and was awake it wasn't like he was maybe it was like meditating that's impressive though to do that like in public and 
on a busy... On the CTA, yes. Yeah. And so I'm actually, I'm impressed. Kudos to him because like, did you meditate today? Probably not. Definitely not. And not, I did not meditate adjacent to the motor of a CTA bus. I'm impressed that he <laughs> Maybe that's... That. Maybe that's what relaxes him. It's, it's a good white noise machine if you can't afford a good one. Just get on the bus. Yeah. Well, should we get the show but, on the road? Yeah, maybe. Or we can just ramble for an hour. Oh, I mean, it's whatever. fine. We can do whatever we want. I mean, want. this whole... This uh, is our show. This whole thing is it's going to be me rambling for an hour, wow. so... I found at least one article, so you won't have to completely ramble. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to ramble, oh, yeah. so it's going to be great. I took notes today, everyone. Oh, yeah. I just copied and pasted bullet points. And <clears throat> that was not that's good. basically how I got through college. That was a decent verb. You can do better, though. That was like a, that was like a two. Yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> On the scale of the show, that was nothing. Give the people what they're paying for. <laughs> they're not paying. But, well, if they have Spotify, then maybe they're paying. Maybe. But anyway, Katie, what are we talking about We're today? talking about gaslighting, which is not a fancy form of trendy lighting in your apartment, but a way <laughs> to poorly treat someone. Guess yeah, what, but don't worry. We're going to divide it. <laughs> yeah, because I, Amanda, uh, have realized that I've gotten off brand and haven't provided a definition in quite some time. God so. Quite literally, she was yeah. like, what is ga- the base of gaslighting? What does that mean? I should do that on the show so I can provide a definition. It wasn't even, like, prompted with much of, like, personal experience. More than just man wanted to define something for you. <laughs> so, yeah. So Katie and I were talking about this, and we kind of, like, I knew what gaslighting was, but Katie made a good point of that it's a term that is used pretty often and we feel as though people, like, rarely truly understand what it means. Yeah, like, I hear a lot of, like, the president is gaslighting America. Apparently that's a segment on Anderson Cooper right now of, like, turn, leave the gaslight on or something where he, like, goes through and says, like, this is what the Trump presidency got wrong today or lied about. There's a difference between lying and gaslighting. <laughs> yes, so. and I'm going to tell you. Well, let's go to so, a break first gas- because oh, uh, I'm really excited. I know. We're going to go to a break first so they have to listen to our ads because that's how we get paid. Bless. We don't get paid in burps, y'all. BRB. <laughs> we do not. back now that we figured it out we solved the riddle okay yes we did so (laughs) gaslighting Mm -hmm. um define it yes (laughs) so according to our good friend here wikipedia gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation in which a person seeks to sow seeds i love that term Mm -hmm. by the way so seeds of doubt in a targeted individual or in members of a targeted group, making them question their own memory, perception, or sanity, mm-hmm. which kind of sounds like a lot, but essentially what it means is that it kind of goes beyond your general manipulation that you're thinking of, of just someone 
trying to get someone to do something for Mm -hmm. them and it goes beyond that and that you are trying to basically overpower them emotionally, psychologically Mm -hmm. to control them. And by doing so, you're altering their perception. You might alter their memories there. And then, you know, once you kind of, you're not going to realize it necessarily in the moment, but when you get out of a gaslighted situation, you kind of question, you question your identity, you question your sanity. Mm -hmm. Like you don't know really what happened. And this can happen. It doesn't need to be in a romantic relationship. Your parents can do it to you. Friends can do it to you, you know, political figures can do it to you. And so I think that that's important to realize. Um, But an example of this might be, you know, someone who's a victim of sexual assault and they tell their friends and their friends, you know, kind or, you know, people in their support group are basically telling them, no, that didn't happen to you. Mm -hmm. You know, like you, you just regret it, you know, like, whatever. Or it could be that individual, you know, if you were to confront them and they were like, no, like you consented to it. Mm -hmm. You actually, like you asked me for it, blah, 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 blah. Like that's a type of gaslighting. Fuck. And it very, it obviously varies in levels and it varies in degrees. And I also want to point out that we are not going to sit here and tell you whether or not you've been gaslighted. That has to be up for you to decide. But kind of the purpose of this episode is we're going to talk about kind of signs of it um, and how to recognize it. And then kind of once you're out of that situation, how to recover from it. Mm-hmm. How that, like I joked, I joked during the break that this is going to be the episode that like, I'm going to say like, I've never experienced this before. Cause when I was writing my notes, I've kind of open up with that. And now mm-hmm. you, give out these examples and I'm, it's not even the end of the episode and I'm taking I'm eating my words because like that's happened to me fuck yeah yeah and so I think when it comes to toxic relationships um it's really easy to kind of undermine experiences because you're like well it's you know it wasn't as severe as this situation where I completely like questioned my sanity and my reality Um, but it doesn't have to be to that level. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you might, you might decide by the end of this podcast that you yourself experience gaslighting and then you can utilize the tips that we're going to talk about. We're going to get into all of it. This is going to be so (laughs) helpful for everyone. Yeah. So, and I think, I think our toxic relationship episode touches a lot on, toxic relationships um and kind of yeah right and everything surrounding them but um i think that was more i of feel us, like us in our experience episode rather than like a specific. exactly that's that's what i was kind of getting to is that you know um this isn't just going to be us share, like sharing stories in fact it's not really going to be us sharing stories at all there's a whole episode on mm-hmm. that um but I think it's more of just recognizing what it is. This is a subset of a toxic relationship because not all toxic relationships, you know, have gaslighting in mm-hmm. them. A lot of them do. Um, if you've ever dealt with an emotionally abusive individual, um, you have likely experienced some form of some form of gaslighting. Um, but and if you feel as though, based on the definition, based on what we talk about, that you've been gaslighted, then you've been gaslighted. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, we're never going to define your experience for you. That's entirely up for you to decide. And gaslighting is such an individual experience that 
you know, I, I just want to point out that I'm not trying to speak on literally anyone else's experiences, Mm -hmm. but my own and from what like I've done during like researching Mm -hmm. this. So, um, like I said, you know, we're kind of prefacing this with the definition of what gaslighting is. Katie's going to talk about, um, you know, how to recognize it and all that jazz. And then we'll get into kind of the, how to recover from it. So, um, but for my personal experience from what I've dealt with, I'll just kind of briefly summarize what I talked about in the toxic relationship episode. Um, it was that in college, you know, I dated this person who was very abusive, but primarily emotionally abusive. And when we finally broke up, I experienced a complete identity loss. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't know really who I was. And I was putting pieces together of things in which he had manipulated me into believing. And it was the lowest point that I've literally ever been in my life. Um, And losing that sense of self or feeling like you've lost your fucking mind because of a manipulative person is an absolutely bonkers experience. And something that I hope, you know, most of you who are listening have never experienced, but if you have, I hope you can get something out of this mm-hmm. um, episode. And so I also kind of want to put out like a trigger warning because you might realize that you've been gaslighted. Um, so please listen to this, you know, at your own pace, however you choose to do so. We don't want you to like force yourself to listen to something that's making you uncomfortable. Yeah. So trigger warning that this might, it could this could, you know, trigger something. Yeah. I think it's going to be more helpful than. But yes, but we're not, we're not actually going to like, yeah, we're not going to go into, you know, details of our experiences, but if you are kind of realizing that, Hey, Oh, I might've been gaslighted. Like that can be. If you're uncomfortable about it or if you're curious about it, if you're curious, keep, keep on trucking on friend. Cause we're going to talk about it. Starting with, um, if you Google, have I been gaslit? Um, <laughs> a Vox article will pop up because if you Google just about anything, a Vox or a Vice article will show up. So fuck or Cosmo or Cosmo. So and it was actually a super super interesting article. Um, it's called "I've Counseled Hundreds of Victims of Gaslighting." Here's how to spot it if you you're being gaslighted. Gaslighting Explained by Robin Stern. It was published actually January of last year. So it's about a year old. But I think it discusses some pretty important things, starting with one of the quotes from the very beginning of the article that I'll just verbatim read. People aren't born gaslighters like they're born introverts or extroverts. A gaslighter is a student of social learning. They witness it, feel the effects of it, or even stumble upon it and see that it is a potent tool. It's a cognitive strategy for self-regulation and co-regulation. To be frank, it works. Because I think that's really, really important. Not only are we saying that like our listeners and ourselves could be gaslit, but you may have done this to someone else. And Mm -hmm. it's important to recognize that. I think this article like breaks down some really big items and calls out something that like the way gaslighting makes you feel is similar to the way anxiety and depression and low self-esteem make you feel. And while I've personally been in relationships 
with probably a little bit of gaslighting now that we're really, really thinking about it, I think most of it was unintentional. Mm -hmm. And I've, because I have anxiety and depression, I will feel those things because I have the, Mm -hmm. or had, I'd like to think the low self-esteem. These are all components of a relationship that I've been in at one point or another, but Mm -hmm. gaslighting is what makes them different. If there's this behavior as the common thread and it's not, it's you, it's them. That's the difference. So how to recognize that gaslighting is happening. Before, before you touch on Mm -hmm. that, I also, sorry, I just want to make a point to, and I was talking to my partner about this a few weeks ago of kind of the way in which I kind of view humanity And as someone who has experienced a lot of trauma personally, Mm -hmm. um, especially in relationships, I still feel like people are inherently good. And I think this quote really touches on that because, you know, you aren't born a shitty person. It's It's entirely what happens to you throughout your life and kind of how you handle those situations. And I think a lot of this may be like triggered in like childhood survival skills. Like absolutely. And I think you make a really good point of saying that for the most part, you feel like it was unintentional. And I think that happens to be a lot of the case. Like we don't realize how we are influencing other Mm -hmm. people. Some people do. And that's like the most fucked up individuals. And, but I think it's important to touch that, you know, if you realize like, Hey, I've done this before. You're not a bad try person. Not, and I'll, yeah. And I'll talk more on that, but you know, it's just important to realize that we are human. We make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of the day, we're not born to just be shitty or good people. Right. You know, it's, it's, a, it's being a student of social mm-hmm. learning, which I think is just a really yeah and this this is written by a psychologist so you're getting that really good perspective y'all but yeah Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of our bad behaviors in relationships stem from what we learn very early as kids of how to get our way how to how our parents or caregivers have romantic relationships and that all culminates into our own behavior and it's tough to unlearn these things, and if you, but gaslighting can be very, very harmful to people. So can just general manipulation or lying or anything else. And I don't think anybody I've ever been with who has like caused me emotional distress or like given me a kind of weird trigger. Like Amanda, God knows that like I get freaked out by ghosting, and I get real freaked <laughs> out by liars, and mm-hmm. that's based on my personal experience. But I don't think those people were doing it intentionally that's just the way they live their lives and that's the way they've learned to live their lives so Mm -hmm. take that so how do you recognize if gaslighting is happening i have a list below rocky has a lot to say Mm, rocky's got (laughs) attitude um he keeps jumping on and off the couch (laughs) if any part of this list resonates with you you may be involved in a gaslighting relationship and need to look further you ask yourself am i too sensitive many times per day You often feel confused and even crazy in the relationship. You're always apologizing. You can't understand why you aren't happier. You frequently make excuses for your partner's behavior. You know... I feel like that one should be in Mm -hmm. bold. You frequently make excuses for your partner's shitty motherfucking behavior. if If you're lying to your friends about why they are the way they are. 
You know something is wrong, but you just don't know what. You start lying to avoid put-downs and reality twists. You have trouble Mm -hmm. making simple decisions. You wonder if you are good enough. And going off that list, I've definitely felt all of these things separately in a relationship. I don't think it was related to gaslighting. So, like, really, if you're counting on your fingers the number of things you relate to, that's probably more in the ballpark. But yeah, not all of these are necessarily equate gaslighting. And while these... Because these are also... Oh, God, yeah, and they go on to say, while these symptoms can also occur with anxiety disorders, depression, low self-esteem, the difference with gaslighting is that there is another person or group that's actively engaged in trying to make you second guess what you know is true. If mm-hmm. your brain, you're like me, I had a really, really bad anxiety day on Monday, and I literally had to like text people like, hey, was I an asshole to you this weekend? If I was, I'm really sorry. I like don't know why, but I have this gut feeling that I'm a huge asshole and everybody hates me. Was not triggered by any type of behavior by anyone in my life that was triggered by my own brain, my own fight or flight, fight or flight risk. So there's that's the difference. This is happening because someone's actions upon you. Oh no. Some common phrases you might hear from your gaslighter. So these are the triggers of the actions upon you. You're so sensitive. You you know that's just because you're so insecure. Stop acting crazy. Or you sound crazy. You know that, don't you? I'd punch a bitch. You're just paranoid. (laughs) You just love trying to throw me off track. I was just joking. Okay. We're going to pause here Mm -hmm. because I feel like so many fucking people say that. And not that just saying this makes you a gaslighter. Obviously, just saying one of these things doesn't necessarily mean that they're a gaslighter. But for motherfuckers who say something insensitive or oppressive or offensive or whatever the fuck, and then they use, I was just joking. If you're not an actual stand-up comedian, you have literally no business doing anything remotely like that. But even in... But even stand-up comedians, if you can't be funny without being offensive or insensitive or oppressive, then you're not fucking funny. True stand standalone stand-up comedians are funny on human truths, not racial truths. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, like, I stand by your right to say whatever the fuck you want, but, like, I don't stand by your right to have the free market throw you the fuck out. Exactly. Um, yeah. More things. You're just making that up. It's no big deal. Heard that. You're imagining things. You're overreacting. You're always so dramatic. Don't get so worked up. That never happened. You don't remember things clearly. There's no pattern or you're seeing something that isn't there. You're hysterical, which you'd never say that to a man. There you go again. You are so ungrateful and nobody believes you. Why should I? Mm. when I was with my ex and I touch on this in the one episode but he had given me an STI Mm -hmm. and then convinced me that it was my Mm -hmm. fault and that I was the one that gave it you were like literally texting dudes you met in Spain like hey I gave you this and they were like no you did it 
No, no, it was after Spain, but um <laughs> I like remember that being part of our that was like a Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, you gave Dracula herpes. Yeah, I slept with Dracula. No, she no, didn't have herpes, uh, guys. She's I had gotten I had gotten tested after coming back from studying abroad, but hadn't gotten tested between my like last couple of partners and him because mm-hmm. I was a dumb bitch. And so I was like, oh, it had to be me because he had told me that he was a virgin. Mm-hmm. But he fucking he fucking wasn't right. So when when I found out I had an STI, which was a treatable one, he completely convinced me it was my fault, and then just like continued to manipulate and emotionally abuse mm-hmm. me. And then he eventually used that as a form of means to like sexually assault me, mm-hmm. which was lit. Rocky agrees. Super lit. It was great. Yeah, people are trash. Um, in case you were wondering, guys, are. people are fucking trash. And but yeah, but that's like a perfect example of that's a perfect example of gaslighting and then using other elements of manipulation to further your case because he was straight up lying to you about being a virgin. Like that's that's a bolt that is a bald faced lie, that is a dick faced lie. And yeah, people who people who lie to you consistently and get known as pathological liars, those are people who see see something in you that makes what they're saying believable they don't always lie to everybody those are the joe goldbergs of the world the joe Joe goldbergs of the world they see (laughs) that you will believe them for whatever particular reason they're picking up on the signal that you're going to believe them and i think at the end of the day a lot of this toxic behavior in relationship to gaslighting or other elements of manipulation are allowed to flourish because oftentimes Women are built to have very low self-esteem. We are pretty much raised to have low self-esteem. Every woman I know has low self-esteem. We all have off days. and But if you consistently really hate yourself and it's consistently, you don't want to believe yourself anyways because you don't feel worthy and you don't think of yourself highly enough, it is a weakness and it's going to be used against you. So self, building up your self-esteem and self-love and self-care and all these things that we talk about aren't just like nice things to do for yourself. They are essential to your survival as a person because gaslighting and all of this toxic behavior can get so fucking dangerous if it's allowed to continue. Yeah. You. I can, I cannot cheers to that enough. Yeah. And, like, I don't want you to go feel more bad about yourself because you have low self-esteem and this is – you've allowed any of this to happen because it's not about that. But, bitch, Mm -hmm. you got to work on it if this is something that you're seeing consistently in your life. Anytime I've been manipulated to a a level close to gaslighting where I've related to anything I've already said, it was at a time that I had the lowest self-esteem of my life. And Mm -hmm. it rips you from reality because you don't trust yourself enough to say fuck you to someone that you care about. Mm -hmm. And even when I was lied to later in life by significant others, we still got to the point where I was like, no, fuck you. You can't do that. And that is the turning point for me as a person. And I can see that in 2020 hindsight is 2020 kind of vision. But in the moment, when you were being lied to and you were being gaslit, you were being manipulated. It is fucking hard, but you gotta mm-hmm. learn to love yourself. And you gotta, in if you're ever in a situation with a person who is this shitty, you gotta work on loving yourself now. So if you ever get into that situation, you can go tell them to fuck themselves. Ooh, beautifully said. Yeah, hell yeah. 
Speaking you of which, passionate there. let's talk fucking recovery, Amanda. Because you've <laughs> realized that this person is a piece of shit. You love yourself like Lizzo told you to, and you said, fuck mm-hmm. you, dude. Fuck you. Absolutely. Should we take a little break? We can take a little break. So enough of that sad shit. Just kidding. That's not sad. Well, it kind of is. We're going from sad sad shit to bad bitch. Yes, precisely. Let's talk about recovery. Not sex. So (laughs) I was doing, yeah, let's talk about recovery, baby. Yeah. (laughs) So I was recently watching a video from a YouTuber that I love. Her name is Harmony Nice. Yes. And she had like an entire like 45 minute video, excuse me, on recovering from gaslighting. And I love it because she makes these videos and about like mental health and like recovering from gaslighting or recovering from like emotionally manipulative assholes. And I love because it's part like you can tell that it's part of like her own recovery (laughs) to like talk about it. And so, and I feel like those are the best because it's coming from such a place of like love and passion. And so anyway, I really liked her tips (laughs) and that's kind of what inspired me to, to recommend doing this topic was because I was like, this, this is really important. And so I liked her tips and I've kind of utilized them to guide my discussion, but not all of these are what she said or they're kind of They're not verbatim, essentially. It's kind of all things that she talked about, but the tips vary. So I have seven tips on kind of recovering from gaslighting. And as Katie was talking about the signs and symptoms, um, a lot of it is very similar to that of just like emotionally abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. And again, this doesn't necessarily have to just mean a romantic partner. This could mean a parent, a friend, a teacher, like it could literally be anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we kind of talk about it in terms of romantic relationships because that's where our experience comes from. That's also podcast is technically about. Absolutely. But I just want to point out again that, you know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily just have to be in a romantic partnership that, you know, well, it wouldn't be a partnership, just a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. That this could happen. It could be any relationship. Um, but yeah. So without further ado, let me take a swig of my wine. Ooh, first. she's drinking. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the wine now before I fucking start Accutane. So. Girl. Yep. I'm just waiting for my insurance to approve well, it so I can go pick it up. Yay. Acne. Love it. No, I don't. Anyway, <laughs> tip number one. Call it what it is. Um, it's kind of like the first step of like, ad- like addiction, mm-hmm. you know, admitting that you have a problem. And toxic relationships are super addictive. So that's how it goes. So fucking true. Recognizing that you've been gaslighted um, and recovering from it can be just as difficult, if not more difficult than actually being gaslighted. Mm-hmm. But you ne- you need to call it what it is. 
um, psychological manipulation, like on crack. Mm -hmm. And it's an attempt to undermine your experience, change your perception, your reality. And it is utter bullshit, baby. So a part of my like life motto of one dinosaur at a time is putting and visualizing a dinosaur to your problem. Mm-hmm. And so this is one fucking monstrosity of a goddamn dinosaur. Yeah, bigger than a T-Rex. And so, exactly. So you have to call it what it is. It's like the whatever the fuck in Jurassic World 2, <laughs> the like hybrid one that they make. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. Because it's not a real fucking dinosaur. And it's just like all but the- it's scary all the, as fuck. Like, yeah, all the like really bad dinosaurs into one. That's what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, step number one is calling it what it is, realizing, recognizing what it is will help you kind of uproot that problem and resolve it. Because if you're like, well, something happened to me and I don't know what, sometimes it's just nice to have a name for it. Mm-hmm. Rocky has come back to join, so Lord knows he's going to make some noises. That's my boy. It's be great. He agrees. Yep. Tip number two, get rid of this person completely Mm -hmm. and this sounds very self-explanatory but like honestly how many of you have completely gotten rid of a toxic motherfucker in your life how many because my most successful johnson that have been because they don't live in the same state true but like it is so fucking difficult to get rid of these fucking parasites Mm -hmm. And that's that's what they are. They're parasites. Yeah, they thrive off of your success and your 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 whole life force. Absolutely. And it gets difficult. It gets more difficult depending on who's gaslighting you. If it's your fucking parent gaslighting you, but you depend on mm-hmm. them financially for school, for whatever, that's gonna be a lot more challenging. So when I say get rid of this person completely, in an ideal world, you will get rid of them entirely. You will cut them out, block them. Whatever it is you need to do, delete their phone number, whatever. But you have to get rid of them as much as you can Mm -hmm. that is safe for you. So if it is a parent that or someone that you might depend on financially or for certain reasons. Mm -hmm. um, And I mean, do it as safely. Take your step back. And if you can survive without them financially, but they are your parent or whatever, they are your yeah. They own the house you live in. Like you really think about you it. You have to do what's best what is, you. Yeah, you have to do what's best for you, or at least um do what is healthiest for your life, I guess I should mm-hmm. say. Um, so the best tip, honestly, is just to get rid of them. You wanna I'm a big fan of cutting out toxicity. Cut um, that shit. Out. You know, if if you have a plant that has a dying leaf. You want to cut that fucking leaf off so it stops taking the nutrients from the living Mm -hmm. ones. That's essentially what you have to view this as. Like, you're not going to be able to prosper if you have people fucking dragging you down. Mm -hmm. So you need to be free, you beautiful butterfly. And that that is so difficult and so much easier said than done. I am completely aware of that. But you want to give them as little... Or no control in your yeah. life because they absolutely do not deserve it. Right. And I think one of the causes that, like, how do, you, how do you know this could be happening? Well, how does it make you feel? You don't understand why you aren't happier. 
if you aren't happy in a mm-hmm. relationship, you need to look at that relationship, no matter what it is, and uh, figure that shit out. And if that's because you're being gaslit Absolutely. and you're not happy because you're being gaslit and this person is treating you like garbage, yeah, you need yeah. to you need to do what's best for yourself and be happy again and cut that shit out. Yeah. And kind of going off of that, if you're in a relationship and you think, I could literally never live without this person, if they were to break up with me, it'd be the end of the world. If they're threatening to break up with you, mm-hmm. you need to like take a step back and look at that relationship because whether or not it's gaslighting, it's unhealthy. Right. You should never be in a relationship with someone that you feel like you literally cannot live without. You can say, hey, I don't want to live without yeah, you. Like like, cool I, I like having you in my life. But if if they suddenly poofed and disappeared, you're you're not just going to spontaneously right. combust. And it's important to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And that and that's a great step into actually like being able to have like healthy relationships too. Tip number three: forgive yourself. Yep. Realizing what you have maybe allowed. I'm putting in air quotes around that allowed in these situations can be very just so unbelievably eroding to your Mm self-esteem confidence etc because when you get out of the situation and you look back and you say how did I let this happen Mm -hmm. how did I let them do this to me why would I possibly believe them whatever the case forgive yourself you are human You did a human thing by trusting someone and there is no shame in that. They took advantage of that and that's on them. That is not on you. I also want to point out being gaslit is never your fault. That is a choice. Being in any situation. And even if like, like we talked about, like they don't really know that they're doing it. This is just how they are. Like that's, that's some toxic shit behavior that they need to figure out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so allow yourself to make mistakes in your recovery because recovery for anything is not linear. And, you know, it's important to forgive yourself because if you're going to sit there and beat yourself up because this bad thing happened to you, that's not going to be healing. That's just going to continue the destruction. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you kind of, you have to really forgive yourself in those moments because it's not your fault that they've done that to you. And at the same time, kind of what Katie touched on is you need to evaluate your own self-destructive behavior because behavior influences behavior. (laughs) I teach a class on de-escalation and this is something called the integrated experience because we're talking about how like if we have patients who are getting agitated and restless, the way that we respond to it is going to influence them as well. Or the way that we're treating them throughout our shift is going to influence Mm -hmm. them. Um, You know, if I have a patient with schizophrenia who's telling me that there's wiring in the walls that are listening to them and everyone's out to get them, and I just go, no, they're not. It's all in your head. That's going to escalate their behavior. You're clearly in on the wires in the walls in that situation. Duh. (laughs) Right? But behavior influences behavior and toxicity perpetuates toxicity. So when you, you know, when you're in a toxic relationship and you get out of one, you will likely realize that you did some toxic fucking shit. When I was in my toxic relationships, whether it was ones where I was being gaslit or not, I realized after, you know, it's kind of those, if you are in a, for example, 
if you're in a relationship with someone and you don't trust them because to be honest, they're probably cheating on you mm-hmm. or they're like, they're like, oh, you're talking to this guy and they're getting mad at you. But there's this girl that they always talk to and you're jealous of them. And you say, well, if you want to be with me, you can't be friends with so-and-so. That's toxic as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault because they're probably actually fucking so-and-so. Right. From my experience, that ends up being the truth. But, you know, the toxicity has perpetuated toxicity. They have made you feel so insecure in that relationship that you are now projecting that onto them. And so, again, we're human. Behaviors influence behaviors. So you just need to – if you realize, like, oh, my God, I did self-destructive things or I did, you know, destructive things as well or mm-hmm. – you funny know, story. Again, the how funny story that happened to me in a situation where like I was in a toxic relationship. We were no longer like formally together. He started dating someone. She was uncomfortable with our relationship because we were way too close. He also never told mm-hmm. her that we had even ever had sex, um, which was dumb. But she was like, "It it's me or her. You need." you can't be friends with her anymore. You need to cut it off. And it was the best thing that ever happened to me was her being a toxic piece of shit. <laughs> Unbeknownst yeah. to her, like she did it absolutely the right thing. But in her situation, she was like, you had sex with this girl. You can't be friends with her anymore. <laughs> and Truly. Yeah. God bless you. But at this, but at the same time, like that's still toxic. It was still like, super on her toxic end. on her end, but she did me such a huge favor. But yeah, she did you a solid, so that's good. But at the end of the day, like, again, you just, you have to forgive yourself. You have to move forward and you have to use that to improve yourself. You know, the only way that people are going to be able to make changes in their behaviors is by realizing or making, like, realizing what they've done wrong or making a mistake. Mm -hmm. And so just as we tell people to forgive someone who has wronged them, we need to forgive ourselves. And so with that, we'll move into tip number four, which is surrounding yourself with a strong ass motherfucking support mm-hmm. system. And you want to ditch anyone that makes you feel crap. Mm-hmm. And this, again, goes into my life philosophy because I have so many of ridding. They're all good. Ridding ourselves of toxic people um, ever since that I have taken it upon myself to actively get rid of people in my life who make me feel like shit, Mm -hmm. I have been exponentially happier. And that's because I surround myself with people who make me feel good, who support me, who don't treat me like shit. And it's great. And so you want to have those healthy boundaries and you want to have those healthy friendships because when when you are recovering from something like gaslighting, it's so easy to fall into this hole of despair and self-deprecation mm-hmm. and you need you need to have a support system to be there for you. I lost multiple groups of friends throughout my history of you know terrible toxic relationships and especially the one where I was heavily gaslit. Mm-hmm. Because they were tired, and I don't blame them, because they were tired of seeing me hurt myself mm-hmm. with this. But a group of people that have been with me through everything are Katie, Kelsey, and Sarah. Hey. And literally without them, I 
don't know where I would be. So it is so important to surround yourself with people that you can lean on and depend on who, you know, have seen you at your best, have seen you at your worst and do not judge you for being at your worst Mm -hmm. and support you and want you and like are there for you in whatever capacity you need Mm -hmm. them. You know, Katie being my Taurus soulmate. Yes. She is there for me when I need some tough love or she's there for me when I need my support because I'm a cancer bitch and I'm a sensitive motherfucker. And I I can read into you when you need either, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's important. And I think to not to toot our our own horn because we're fucking great, but like we've also maintained friendships beyond distance. Like none of the four people in that group live in the same town go to the same job, went to the same school or anything. So we're keeping in touch. And the beauty of technology is that you can do that now, which makes me Mm -hmm. sound so old, but like it's life. But like you can do that and you can maintain those relationships. And even if it's not someone who you can physically like go sit on their couch, you need to maintain those positive relationships. You need to keep Mm -hmm. yourself going with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I talk to Katie, Kelsey, and Sarah more than I talk to like the people that I live two minutes from. And that's, I mean, that's partly because of distance because, you know, you have to have that communication to maintain that relationship. But, you know, I talk to them every day. You just shoot the shit every day though. So like, it's not even important stuff. Exactly. But it's great. And, you know, we've been best friends for almost a decade. I know. It's wild. And so, you know, I've known individually, I've, you know, known the various folks for a lot longer than a decade. I've known Katie since fucking, what, first grade? Something second like grade? that. But we weren't <laughs> friends. But, yeah, but we weren't friends. So, but we've been best friends since, you know, for almost a decade, which is bonkers. Which I'm actually so much glad, but, like, I'm glad because women don't have consistent, like, best lifelong friends from childhood men do because they're just like you're my dude so we can do that we can go sit on the couch and fuck around and do nothing forever we're like women like we need to keep up with interests we're like we became (laughs) friends at the perfect time and while we knew each other for basically our whole lives like we wouldn't have been friends until we had matured to that moment and then we have the blessing of maturing together for real i've literally been meeting my partner's friends throughout uh our few months of dating and I'm like, how do you have so many for so long? I do not understand. (laughs) But again, that goes back to women are socialized so Mm -hmm. differently. I don't get it. I don't get it either. I respect it. I appreciate it. But I'm like, damn. Mm -hmm. My therapist actually, (laughs) my therapist actually joked because I mentioned about, meeting um his friends and whatnot she's like wow you said you wanted to make more pals in st louis and i was like yeah i'm just gonna steal all of his friends that's great that's pretty much last week i went to my partner we both have my partner's apartment rolled up to like a thing late and this one person that i've like we want on we want her on the podcast too guys it's gonna be great i literally was like oh my god person I have a friend crush on is here and we ran and embraced it was great I'm solely yeah. gonna steal all those friends because they're great yeah it's what we it's, do but I don't okay. need the man I just need his friends exactly tip number five start making some choices regain some control back in your life 
Because when you have been gaslighted, you've completely to a degree. Well, okay, not completely, but you've lost control in your life somehow. Mm -hmm. It could for me, it was I've lost. I lost complete control. Mm -hmm. It was a codependent relationship. It was a toxic relationship. I walked out of it and I was like, for the first time in my life, I don't know who the fuck I am. And it was the scariest thing in the Mm -hmm. world. So you need to allow yourself to regain some of that control back. Again, this goes back to one dinosaur at a time. Always. It's, so it's tattooed you on to, your body. How could you not go back to that? True. It's literally always one dinosaur at a time. In fact, our medical director today asked me if I like dinosaurs, and I was like, do what? I like dinosaurs? And I was retelling the story to my uh, office neighbor slash friend, and he was like, did he see the sign on your door? Clearly not. Beautiful. <laughs> Which... I have a picture of the folks or the dinos from Land Before Time. Amazing. And it says, remember, take life one dinosaur. Amazing. But anyway, you want to make small decisions to give yourself control over your life. For example, going back to me teaching this class on de-escalation. So for those who might be coming new to this podcast, I am a psychiatric nurse. Um, I'm actually a practice specialist in psychiatry or whatever Ooh. the fuck now. <laughs> but... Um, When we have patients, you know, there's kind of, there is a model that we use to explain these like risk behaviors that happen. And there's four phases. There's the anxiety phase where they're starting to kind of get restless, anxious, all that jazz. Then they go into defensive where they start to lose some rationality. And then they get to the risk behavior, which is where they like blow up, which is where you think of like psych patients of flipping tables, doing all that Mm -hmm. shit. And then you have the tension reduction phase, which is, you know, you've, after you've had your tantrum, you're crying, you're sleeping, you're tired. It's that phase where you have that drop in emotional and physical energy. Mm -hmm. And it's similar with this in the way that you have to treat it. So for us as staff, we want to kind of rebuild that relationship um, and offer and allow them to regain some control back because essentially it's a loss of control. Mm -hmm. So you might say, hey, do you want a granola bar or some graham crackers as a snack? Mm -hmm. It's something small, but they get to make that decision. Or if you're trying to talk to them, you say, hey, do you want to sit in your room or do you want to go into one of these rooms over here? And so similarly to this, but on a grander scale, is that you want to make small decisions that give yourself control over your life. So when you hear of people that change their hair, they get a tattoo, or they get a piercing, a.k.a. their name is Amanda mm-hmm. and it's me. <laughs> it um, after <laughs> It's me. After any sort of stressful situation, that is a means of gaining control. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you have control over that, so you're going to change it. And I feel it like girls changing their can- hair after a breakup gets way too bad of a rap. Like, God forbid this woman asserts control over her bodily autonomy after an right. emotional situation. Like, calm down, Absolutely. patriarchy. Your bitch is showing. Yeah, right? It's so true. Like, after I got out of that relationship, I chopped all of my mm-hmm. hair off. Because I was like, my hair looked like this throughout the relationship, and I just want to start new. Mm-hmm. And I got, a, I got a new tattoo and I think I got a new piercing. I did all yeah. of those things. And 
it at the time I didn't realize it, but it's a means of gaining some control back when you feel a loss of control. It's the same way people develop eating disorders, you know, you or any sort of self-destructive thing of that nature, whether it's an eating disorder or, you know, whatever, a fixation on something, it's because you feel out of control and you're trying to get that control back. So you're going to control your body or control whatever you can. So we want to do this in a healthy way. So if you want to dye your fucking hair, cut your fucking hair, do it. If you want to get a tattoo or a piercing, do it. Um, if you want to start a new exercise, you can have one of those like eat, pray, love moments and like go on a trip, change your job, start a new exercise, do it, but do it in a healthy way. Don't just like spend all your money and just go berserk or get hyper fixated on exercise and things like like that. Like don't lose control. Revenge body it. Like do it for you. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't lose control by trying to gain control back. So don't become obsessed with fixing yourself. Allow yourself, forgive yourself, and allow yourself the opportunity to just regain some of that control back. So give yourself Mm -hmm. small decisions to make. Plan a vacation. Whether that be, yeah, plan a vacation. Plan fucking meals out for a week, you know? Do what you have to do to allow yourself to feel more in control in Mm -hmm. your life. Um, So start small. Start slow. And then work your way up. Dinosaur at One dinosaur at a time. Tip number six. Start sticking up for yourself. Mm-hmm. As the wonderful ladies of My Favorite Murder, which is one of my favorite podcasts, state, fuck politeness. Fuck politeness. People I'm not sorry pleasing. For anything. Exactly. People pleasing is not sexy. No. People pleasing can get you And by. <laughs> yeah, for real. I am by no means a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. I, however, I hate, there's nothing that like makes me more upset. Actually, there's plenty of things that make me upset. Hate your cancer. But one thing I hate <laughs> is when my loved ones are upset with mm-hmm. me. And I think part of that is from my past trauma because then I get like really anxious about it. But at the same time, like I will also bend over backwards for my loved ones, but I am by no means a people pleaser. I will not lose myself or sacrifice my beliefs for the sake of pleasing others. Mm-hmm. I will stay true to myself at whatever the cost. But learning to be empathic and compassionate is very helpful in learning to balance this. So it's okay to want to be there for people. And, you know, I think inherently as people, we want others to like us. But to change yourself or to, you know, Spend all your time trying to get people to accept you is not fucking cute. It's not sexy. It's not worth it. Fuck politeness. Stick to your guns. Mm -hmm. You know, be who you are. And like people who want, and I will say this till I fucking die, is that people who want to be in your life will fucking be in your life. Regardless of your personality traits, whether it's your goods or your flaws. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you can you can still love your loved ones and bend over backwards for them without being a fucking people pleaser. Yeah, don't be a little bitch And I think about that it. that's a very Yeah, I think that's a very important like distinction to mm-hmm. make. I agree. And and last but not least, tip number 7 is to get organized, baby. Ooh. So whether this be 
you start picking up extra shifts at your job if you work like if you're a nurse or something you know i when i was really stressed out i would just and like feeling kind of overwhelmed with my with like my ex my external life outside of work i would just pick up a bunch of shifts um do some self-care which katie touched on the importance of self-care we're not just saying it to be like yay self-care face masks yay mm-hmm. no self-care is like literally important and vital to like your mental health and physical health um and also get back in your hobbies but again don't destroy yourself by overworking you know but keep yourself busy you can feel very lost when you don't have hobbies a belief system anything to kind of do with your time Mm -hmm. or at least I know I can like if I feel very I love routine and if I feel out of routine it gives me so much anxiety so something I like to do when I'm stressed out is like I clean and I like organize my shit in whatever way I can like even if it's a small way of like doing laundry or fucking Marie condoing my fucking wardrobe getting organized in your life can be very beneficial to the healing process Mm -hmm. because it again gives you some control back and you're regaining structure. You're kind you have that control and things that are going on in your life, which is very helpful because a lot of this turns out to be, you know, they've taken this control from you and you need to get it back because it is your life and no one else deserves to take that from you. Unfortunately, people might try to, Mm -hmm. but It's up to you to kind of get it back. And one of my biggest healing tips, which I guess is tip number eight, is that happiness and recovery and anything within that realm is entirely contingent on you. It is not just going to show up one day. You're not just going to wake up and be like, wow, I'm so happy all of a sudden. You have to work for Mm -hmm. it. And eventually you'll get to a point where you are just happy. But if you're kind of in a situation that you just hate everything, and especially coming out of a gaslit relationship, you know, you've lost that sense of self. You don't, you kind of feel helpless and hopeless. It's, it's on you to, to recover from that. And you can use people along the way, getting a therapist, having a strong support system, things like that. But at the end of the day, you have to do the work to get yourself better, to heal yourself. Yep. No one else can heal you just like, because again, it's your life. And the problem is that someone took that control from you. So you need to get that control Mm -hmm. back in order to get that confidence back. Because confidence really is, it's not just, oh, I look in the mirror and I feel really hot. It's being content with the life that you Mm -hmm. have. Because I don't, I mean, I personally don't feel super sexy all the time. But I'm still confident. Confidence in is who knowing I am. that you're doing it right for you. Exactly. You're confident and in being the true decisions to yourself. that you've made. And if that is in a relationship to how you talk, how you walk, how you look, how you do anything, you're comfortable and you're confident that this is the right path for me. I'm doing what's right for myself. And all of these tips Mm -hmm. that Amanda has laid out are all fantastic ways to really harness that and decide that I am doing what's right for me and I can be confident in that. Mm -hmm. Hell. Absolutely. So So. those are my my tips. My now eight, they were seven, Mm -hmm. but now Now eight eight. tips on (laughs) 
on recovering from gaslighting or, and you can apply that really, it doesn't have to just be gaslighting, but recovering from any like traumatic experience, to be honest, Mm -hmm. but especially gaslighting where in which your, the control of your life has been taken from you. Mm -hmm. Yay. Yeah. Go team. Should we, should we end this show? I suppose so. Yeah. Because this episode is pretty lengthy, we do not have uh, listener mail do. for you. Oh, just kidding. Katie's coming in clutch with this a surprise. Actually really, it's not listener mail. It's a meme that I saw, and I just really liked it, so I'm going to read it because I <laughs> forgot to screenshot it to put it on Instagram. Amazing. So, so there's a lot of tweet threads that are just like, what's the weirdest date you've ever been on? One of them went viral this week. When I was a wee emo... This guy asked me out. I didn't hear from him for the. I didn't hear from him on the day till he texted me saying sorry that his bat had died. Sad face. So I got him a condolence card and a present and took it to the date. Like I'm so sorry about your pet bat. And he was like, No, I meant my phone battery. That's amazing. That's a- but who the fuck says bat instead of exactly. battery? Exactly. She was led to believe a bat had died. Yeah, so she was being a fucking bro and getting him a fucking card and a gift. Like. Yeah. Damn. Damn, damn y'all. There was also a friend set us up. We went to a mom and pop restaurant. Both got burgers and fries and he didn't touch his food or say anything. Just stared at me with a fork in his hand. Then he drove us to Taco Bell and he ate 15 tacos in a JCPenney parking lot in total silence. We never spoke again. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Oh, I love Twitter. Yeah, so that's your, that's your worst date of the episode. You're welcome, guys. Um, Amanda, incredible. make this a happy note. What's your happy ending? I definitely had one. And then I forgot. <gasps> I, guess, uh, I guess my happy ending would be that I'm starting Accutane, which I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled about, but there's a very good chance it is going to cure me of this bullshit cystic acne for like ever. Mm -hmm. So although it is going to be five months of hell, Mm -hmm. um, I am hoping and assuming that it is going to be absolutely worth it in the end, because from what I've seen, I'm just going to have like new porcelain skin for the rest of my life is what I am led to believe. Anyone don't fucking tell me otherwise. Yeah, Don't only send us good Accutane stories. Exactly. I mean, I, so Or tips yeah. because I know it's going to dry my face out. And I'm going to get lizard skin. Can you so. have CBD with Accutane? Will that mess with anything? Probably not. Okay, because my happy ending is I bought a bunch of shit on Amazon, including, like I said, the little three-inch cross-stitch hoops. And I'm making little – it's the This Is Fine dog meme. And they're little itty-bitty, and I love them. But also, I ordered a cocktail mixer and, like, cocktail mixing set because I want to learn how to make CBD cocktails. So we don't need to give you alcohol. We can just get loosey-goosey on the CBD. (laughs) I personally feel like CBD does nothing for me, but, like, I'll still drink it. up on how to make sure it does something for you. It's all about your... You're, like... Mucus membranes. You're like a CBD doctor. Yeah, I'm, I'm Doctor CBD. My mucus membranes. Yeah, so like your mucus mem, like your vagina, or under your tongue. 
So, well, yeah, I knew that. But, like, I have CBD stuff. And I feel like it doesn't oh, do anything for me. It, might, it may just I've tried it. You. Yeah. But I'll make you a cocktail and we'll see how it goes. I'll still drink it. Yeah, so it works. It'll be... You're telling me if I put if but if I put no, I'm not gonna well, go. Well it's the go tincture, I think is what it's called. I don't even know. I said it wrong yeah. at a party and it's then somebody tincture. corrected me and I felt like an asshole. But it's that is what they mix in the drinks and it's like fifteen dollars for a bottle, but it's like fifteen dollars for a CBD drink. So I was like, fuck this, I could make my own. So my goal is that by springtime I can have people up on my rooftop and we can make C B D cocktails. Cool. CBD is actually varies in prices, but yes. yeah, I mean, it definitely does. So I'll probably try and get like good stuff and not fifteen dollars stuff. I spent like a hunt. I spent like a hundred and fifty dollars on a bottle of CBD. Damn. It was not one of my best decisions, but I got it for anxiety, and I was so anxious that when they told me the price, I was like too anxious to be like, oh, I didn't want this right. one. That's how they get <laughs> you. They, they knew you were having an anxiety problem. They. <laughs> they're like we can tell that this bitch is fucking anxious and then i just took it and i still they mental health price gouged you it's fine though well for real if you would like to submit your own worst date horror story sex mishap boner blunder or cbd escapade feel free to submit named (laughs) or anonymous stories to 50 worst dates podcast at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at 50 Worst States Podcast on Instagram. If you think that we're valid sources for advice and want to ask us questions, which we totally are, we'll take those emails too. Our goal is to base future episodes after stories that are not our own. We haven't been on that many bad dates. Thank goodness. And now we're both in committed relationships. So, like, we're obviously never going to be on a bad date ever again in I mean, our life. Yeah, totally. Just kidding. Totally. Psst. You gotta take me on some bad dates. <laughs> he just shook his. He, he nodded. Okay. So good. Stay, stay tuned. tuned. If you love our music, it's from benzound.com. And if you love our cover art, it's by Tori Scranton. You can find her at T Scranton Art on Instagram and Etsy. That's it, guys. Yay! Hope you learned something. She takes she takes commissions mm. too, so she's fantastic. I got a couple people Christmas gifts from her. Amazing. Hell yeah! And very. And very fairly priced. Yeah. Highly recommend. Well, support local businesses. Support, support female artists. Support female artists. Follow Stitch, Stitch Bitch on Instagram. Support this, vo- support this support podcast. Support this podcast. Support women. Believe women. Yeah. Hell yeah. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.